0: Arlington Street Church. Gathered in love and service for justice and peace.
1: Homage to the oneness of everyone and everything. I am in the spirit forever. I have no other existence apart from this. Who cares if Everyone loves and appreciates me, or even if anyone does, one in the spirit, one in love, always. Uh, It's always nice to be here at the beautiful, historic Arlington Street Church, and thank you for coming and joining heads and hearts together today in song, in spirit, in joy, in love, in community. My own inspiration and mentor, the Dalai Lama, often says, quoting him, my religion is loving kindness. He's not talking about Buddhism, he's saying that his personal way is loving kindness and compassion. And although this might not sound grand, philosophical, or shaking, postmodern, or for that matter, disruptive. I think it actually is to be so simple and yet so honest. But what's important today in this tumultuous and even violent world? How do we live in the way of loving kindness and compassion? How? See through the illusion of separateness, which is what my book, Make Me One with Everything, is about. Buddhist meditations to see through the illusion of separateness. How? That's the question that I always have. Maybe it's because I'm a Capricorn, earth sign, practical, utilitarian, all well and good, wise words of the past, but how? Damn it. How? When and who? And why not us? Why not we? Moving from I to we, that's what I'm talking about. From me, meditation to we meditation. we, meditation, we, not just me. If and when we contemplate the world today, this increasingly interconnected, interdependent, and shrinking globe, this endangered planet that we live on, it's hard to ignore the reality of interconnectedness, interdependence, interbeing. Thus. I'm teaching these days, and I've written about intermeditations, co-meditation, awakening together, not just trying to go inwards and get away from it all, like have a little vacation, but how to breathe with the world, breathing out and breathing in, riding the breath, befriending everyone, befriending ourselves, becoming more permeable, softening the hard carapace, a shell of separateness of our hardened character. Character structure, how to open our hearts, our arms and our hands and embrace all. That's, I think, the challenge today in this scary, cacophonous, scientific, technological age, information age. Where's the heart? Where's the soul of it? What's hot among the young people today? Zombies. <laughs> I mean, I love it. No problem. But... What does this represent? The heartless and soulless beings walking around as if dead. Let's not be that, fun as it can be on Halloween. Heartless, soulless zombies walking around. I think there's a cry inherent in that craze. Loving kindness means benevolence, wishing well for others. It's not just a Buddhist virtue. It means self-giving, karitas. Well-wishing, Christian love, caritas, self-giving, generosity, wishing well for others, benevolence, cultivating that with every breath, breathing it out and breathing it in. May you be happy, may you be well, may I be happy, may I be well, may may we be harmonious and well together. Together. Martin Luther King Jr., who probably preached in this church when he was alive as so many did, as his mentor, Dr. Howard Thurman did. Called it beloved community, not just a congregation, or worse, members. In in India, we call it satsang or sangha, true togetherness, true brotherhood, sisterhood, true fellowship, satsang, sangha. Beloved community, this is so important. Compassion, loving kindness, connection. How do we connect and see through the illusion of separateness? That's the question that I bring forth today. I've written a book about it. I'm talking about it. I'd like to see the more uh, public discussion about this problem for us and them, self and other, that brings so many border wars and worse, and make the great journey from the head to the heart, not just to some foreign holy land or imagined place that's not right here. What we seek is within, but not just within, narcissistically or selfishly. Look deeper, it's within every moment and within each of us and all of our relations every moment. Breathing out and breathing in with the world, riding the breath is the practice and prayerful meditation, co-meditation, meditating together that I'm emphasizing, intermeditating, interbeing, as Thich Nhat Hanh calls it, interwovenness recognizing our intrinsic interwovenness. How we all want and need more or less the same thing, how everyone, everywhere wants and needs safety, security, peace, stability for them and their loved ones and their town and community and land and country, not just us. And whether we look at the tragedies in the world like in the third world in Nepal and so on from earthquakes, and other problems relating to weak infrastructure. Where we look at the situation with police, law enforcement, and young black men in the streets of America today, wherever we look, we see the problem of the fear and the strife between us and them, separateness. How can we bring more equality and love into this world, except through karitas, through sharing, through seva, service, seva, seva yoga, Serving the highest through serving the lowest. Serving God through serving the poor and so forth. As Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who certainly served the poor and washed the feet of the most miserable people in the world in the streets of Calcutta for decades said, loneliness is the cancer of the modern world. So I think that this co-meditation or shared spirituality Sangha, satsang, community, awakening together, intermeditation is a great way to even out the difference, to close the illusory gap between us and them, self and other, and bring forward a more peaceful and loving world. And open our hearts and live in joy and peace and harmony together. Together, let's light up this world. Thank you. And what a joy to be here on this gorgeous day.
0: We are already one with everything. While Masurya is inviting us to awaken to that truth, we can choose to live with our hearts entrained to the heartbeat of the world, to experience its deep embrace, and to know that we are never alone. In his essay, Nature, our Unitarian forebear, Ralph Waldo Emerson, wrote, in the woods we return to reason and faith. There I feel that nothing can befall me in life, no disgrace, no calamity, which nature cannot repair. Standing on the bare ground, my head bathed by the blithe air and uplifted into infinite space, all mean egotism vanishes. I become, he says a transparent eyeball. I am nothing. I see all. The currents of the universal being circulate through me. I am part or particle of God." When I first read that in high school, I was taken and shaken by the aspiration to become and live as a transparent eyeball. I went on to read the mystics of many faith traditions and was enchanted. I wrote my undergraduate thesis arguing for the marriage of mysticism and social activism. My heroes are people in whom both of these two deep impulses flourish. And then I encountered a kind of suffering I had not known. Unadulterated evil revealed in a deep dive into the study of the Holocaust, the violent death of a five year old in my Brewster church school the trauma of survivors of childhood sexual abuse, the scourge of the AIDS crisis. I didn't want to be a transparent eyeball any longer. Sometimes I wanted to close my eyes. Who hasn't wanted to close their eyes? We think we can run toward what we want, run away from what we don't want, and outrun suffering. But we just end up frightened, isolated, and lonely. We end up, says Lama Surya, literally out of touch. It's always all there. If we close our eyes, we'll miss the alchemy of terror and beauty, soul-searing pain, and ineffable joy. We opened this morning's service with Metta, the loving-kindness prayer. A Tibetan nun was asked how she survived many years of solitary confinement in a Chinese prison. Her response was that she knew that at every moment, somewhere in the world, someone was saying Metta for her. When we take up the spiritual practice of dissolving the illusion of separateness, embrace non-separative consciousness, What a relief. There is no more loneliness. Buddhist teacher Sharon Salzberg writes, spiritual practice, by uprooting our personal mythologies of isolation, uncovers the radiant, joyful heart within each of us and manifests this radiance to the world the Buddha described the spiritual path that leads to this freedom as the liberation of the heart, which is love. The heart's sure release. This spiritual practice, teaches Lama Surya, is intermeditation, paying attention, showing up in the present moment, choosing to connect with one another, and bringing compassion for others and for ourselves to every encounter. In this way, as we close the gaps between ourselves and others, we will all awaken together. The Buddha assured us that we can do this. If it weren't possible, he said, I wouldn't suggest it. In 1977, my friend Mary Okumu left her nine-month-old infant in her native Kenya to do a clinical health needs assessment in war-torn Uganda. In one settlement that had been cut off from food, she met a new mother who had no milk. Her baby was starving. She begged Mary to nurse her child. In Uganda, under usual circumstances, it would be taboo for a woman to breastfeed another baby. It would be, Mary said, a form of bewitchment. Under usual circumstances, a statistician doing a clinical health needs assessment would not breastfeed one of her statistics babies. But these were not usual circumstances. And here is the image I remember from Mary's story. She held the dying child to her breast. It did not even know how to suck. She squeezed a few drops between its lips. Its lips moved. A few more drops, its tiny fingers began to open and close. A few more drops, like a flower in the desert opening to a healing rain, it latched on and began to suck weakly, determinedly. Life poured into its fragile limbs. The baby opened its eyes and looked deeply into Mary's eyes. I become a transparent eyeball. I am nothing. I see all the currents of the universal being circulate through me. I am part or particle of God. Mary has never forgotten that look. Beloved spiritual companions, this is the work before us. May we choose to keep opening our hearts, our minds, our hands, for ourselves, for one another, and for the world. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.